Blog Talk Radio. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Red left slot. Fifty-one X spot flank across. Someone right. Fifty-eight. Blue. Fifty-eight. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. Ninety-eight handoff thought on three. Ready? Balls. 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 Hey baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. I'm the quarterback. Don't stop, homie. I go to jail if I get sacked. So block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket. It's on and popping. Got the whole club leaning with it. And body rocking. Drunk driving in my cut, dog. I got my truck ball. 72 tennis too tight. Like, what up, y'all? Welcome back inside Picking Up the Blitz. It's your favorite time of the week, just like mine. I'm your host, KB. I'm your producer tonight as well. We got our co-host, Eddie Fain, and we got to start off with the route of the Miami Dolphins by Cam Newton. And we got to start talking, is Cam Newton, is this the real deal? Is this the, is this the week where he's going to solidify himself back into that stature? He's got his boy Marty Herney back in his corner as the general manager of the Carolina Panthers. This is the guy that originally drafted Cam Newton. I'm thinking there might be a change there, but it's tough to tell if Cam Newton's just jiving or if he's just getting us all riled up. You know what, Beck? First of all, always a pleasure to talk to you this uh, wonderful Wednesday evening. We bumped the show up here to 7 o'clock tonight. I'm a little bit more excited about that, dude. You can tell by my tone of voice exactly where I'm going to go with this one, man. Congratulations to Cam Newton and the, and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they just beat the hell out of us. Congratulations to the NFL for scheduling the Miami Dolphins for three primetime games in a row because that's what you get. Scum. Trash. Dirt. Awful. The Miami Dolphins are a joke. And the Miami Dolphins phoned in the rest of that game the second Cam Newton started going off. So I don't know if you want to go ahead and say that the Carolina Panthers are back in Super Bowl contending form. Or we want to just say that the Miami Dolphins at four and two were a fraud. Were that that was the record that, 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 that was the most embellished thing I've ever seen in my entire life because they do not deserve. They were not a four and two team. They were a two and four team. They got lucky. And this Dolphins team, man. And I, all right, man. Just let me go on this rant for just a minute, Beck. Okay, I was gonna back. I, I have been backing Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler still is a better quarterback than Matt Moore. It's obvious. It's plain and simple, dude. But Jay Cutler, oh my God, talk about terrible on Monday night, man. He was missing guys by eight yards. He was throwing off his back foot, which he always does. But you would think, you know, twelve years in the league, ten years, whatever, how many years he's been in there, he'd figure out, yeah, plant your foot, dude, and you're gonna be a little bit more accurate. But for some reason, that, that, that thought process, that just doesn't work for Jay. Jay's leading Jarvis Landry into hits that are going to freaking knock him out of the NFL. Jay's just, he won't run for the five, five yards he needs to, he, to get. All he needs to do is run for five yards. And Jay, you got a first down for us, man. Nah, but instead, you throw to Kenny Stills or Jarvis Landry, one of those two, and you just miss him by six yards. It, the Dolphins are a debacle as an organization. The Dolphins' defense uh, does not care. The Dolphins are the prime example of a team that, that give me my paycheck, let me go back to my condo, my townhouse, or my mansion in Miami, and I'm going out. This team is pathetic. This team is despicable. This team is just disgusting. And if you're a Dolphins fan, it's just another year where you get your hopes up for a minute and then you come back to reality harsh and you realize exactly what the hell you're watching. And, 
And the credit does have to go out to Cam Newton, the Carolina Panthers, man. What a hell of a game. I mean, four touchdowns through the air. I know he ran for about 95 yards at 260-something passes. And, and uh, Christian McCaffrey looks great. That Carolina defense with Luke Keekley, uh, man, in, man in that thing as the general. Jesus, bro. They look phenomenal. I mean, Luke Keekley, Luke Keekley, all over the field. And, of course, Matt Money's not here when his team's getting – you know, some praise. Of course, he's not here to tell me what, what he saw and what his feelings are. I mean, you know, he'll be back whenever he gets off that roof or if he's in a staircase or an elevator or something. He's stuck somewhere, but he'll, he'll be here eventually. But the thing is, man, I'm sorry to rant and rave, bro. And Cam and them, I don't think that they are as good as they looked against the Dolphins because the Dolphins are that bad. But when Cam's playing high level back, Jesus, man, look out. He, he's, like, unstoppable. And when he plays and he wants to win and he, he's feeling it and he was feeling it on Monday night in Carolina, look out, buddy. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we, we raised the questions on who are the star QBs that are left in the NFL due to all the injuries this season. And I think you absolutely have to say that Cam is one of them. And everybody is looking forward to watching Cam. And we have to both admit that the league is much more exciting when Cam is playing on a high level. That's that's just oh, yeah. a fact. I was Eddie, Absolutely. I was actually going to be looking to you for some fantasy advice because I was looking at some scrappy quarterbacks because uh, Cam Newton's going on a bye, and I've been riding him out and a midseason pick on my fantasy team. But it already got decided. I, I picked up Keenan before the conversation arrived. But the the Vikings had a decision to make on their own, which was Keenum or Bridgewater. And I think they made the smart decision by playing Keenum. I think anybody would. I mean, he's had all the reps this season. I think throwing Bridgewater in there would be a mistake. But to come back around... Who are the star QBs that are left, Eddie? I mean, who do you actually appreciate watching well, listen, play listen, the art of quarterback in the NFL right now? Peg, this this is where we're – I wanted to bring this up to you, man. We talked a little bit about a pre-show on the fact that the, the league has a different feel right now than I think it's ever had for me personally. For everybody. I think everybody feels the same way. 267-521-0153, call us up, uh, give us your thoughts on it. But I'm going to go with this. Uh, it, you know – the lack of stardom, I just look back at what 10 years ago was. And 10 years ago, you you didn't even need Sunday ticket because the 4 o'clock game on Fox was going to be, you know, it was going to be Romo versus – or not, maybe not 10 years ago, 8 years ago, whatever. But you, you always had elite quarterbacks going head-to-head. It didn't matter what the records were and the injuries and the, the fantasy implications. None of that mattered. You just knew that between – you know, Rodgers and Romo or uh, Roethlisberger and Brady or Manning and Manning. You knew you were going to see something spectacular because those guys were going to get up for that game. So it was must-see TV. Whereas now, what am I watching quarterback-wise? Tyrod Taylor was a pretty low downgrade as it was as a starter. Now he's benched, so they got some other scrub coming in. You're going to give me Cutler versus Cam? I'll agree with you, Beck. Cam's still elite. Cutler sure as hell isn't. Bum game. You're going to give me Deshaun Kaiser or the other three well, quarterbacks well, they rotate in and out of there? Bum game. Hold the Brown games. Any one of them. Hold on, Eddie. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure we agree on all these. I think that our elite quarterbacks here are going to be Drew Brees, Big Ben, Russell Wilson, and Brady. 
I think the ones that uh, are, are right in the second tier are going to be Cam Newton, Jared Goff, and Alex Smith. The ones that are I'm really excited about, the, I mean, excited, no, the, I, a lack of excited is more the right word. The ones that I'm undecided about are Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, and Tyrod Taylor. But on that note, we got to go to our caller here on the line. Other callers get other callers get in on the mix. This is uh, picking up the blitz with KB and E Fame. The phone number to call in is two six seven five two one zero one five three. Caller, you're live on picking up the blitz with KB and E Fame. Hey, it's Brandon from Columbus. How are y'all? Columbus from Brandon. Got him. Got him. I've got a I've got a uh, a moment in sports history for you uh, that is uh, I think it's really interesting and it's really important. It comes comes right down to the present time uh, as well. Uh, this uh, tomorrow correlated in, well. Okay. Tomorrow in 1957 was a Saturday afternoon. And on that day, 16th November, uh, 1957, uh, University of Oklahoma uh, was sitting on its 47-game win streak, had not lost in 47 games. And they were hosting uh, that afternoon uh, Notre Dame. And Oklahoma, good team, good coach, good program, good all the way through, uh, were favored by anywhere from 18 to 21 points. Uh, they lost that afternoon. Oklahoma lost. Notre Dame came into Norman, Oklahoma, and, and won that game uh, seven to nothing. And it, I remember it well. I remember it very well. I didn't see it. Television coverage wasn't such at that point that I could see that game, but I remember it well because I had been interested in it. The only touchdown in the game was scored late in the third quarter. Uh, a, a Notre Dame halfback, Dick Lynch. Uh, made what was at that time called an end run uh, into the uh, Oklahoma end zone, and that put the score at seven and nothing. Uh, Notre Dame. The game ended on an interception, which I think I don't remember this for sure that Dick Lynch uh, made. Uh, Dick Lynch went on. You, you, I think you're going to. Y'all's memory is going to start to kick in here uh, on this. Well, Dick, Dick Lynch, Lynch from Richard on. got him. Yeah. He went on to uh, – he was drafted by the Redskins. The Redskins took one look, didn't like him, uh, traded him to the Giants, and he played for the Giants from 1958 until 1964. He played in 109 games. He – in that time, made 37 interceptions, took seven of them back with touchdowns, was all pro cornerback. That's what they were called then, cornerbacks. He was cornerback all pro in 1963. He led the league in interceptions in 1963 and in 1961. Uh, he, was, he was a good guy, and, and anybody who went to New York City during that time, during, during that era, would have seen Dick Lynch on a huge billboard overlooking Times Square. Dick Lynch was on board with Camel Cigarettes, and they had a big billboard up there. I remember this is clear as day, big billboard up there, and, and, and Dick Lynch was, was blowing smoke rings out the, out the uh, 
uh, out the front of the billboard over over Times Square. But but smoking aside, he he was a he was he was a great player. He he was a good guy. Uh, he wore number twenty two uh, for the Giants. He's in the Giants Ring of Honor, and it gets bittersweet at this point. Uh, in nine eleven, on nine eleven, Dick Lynch's uh, oldest son was on the eighty fourth floor of the uh, World Trade Center, uh, the, the Twin Towers, and was among those who. Uh, uh, ISIS, Al Qaeda, whatever the damn name is, killed uh, that day. Uh, it hit, of course, it hit Lynch uh, very, very. It hit Dick Lynch. It, I mean, how could it not? Uh, but he he pulled through that. He he lived until 2008. He died in 2008 of uh, leukemia. But it it's it, it it in my life it was a day worth remembering. I didn't even see the game. But I remember the ending of Oklahoma's 47-game win streak uh, with a touchdown by Dick Lynch, and I think, although I can't swear to it, a game-ending interception by Dick Lynch. He played both ways. How do you think your boy you know, Richard Lynch, Lynch would look at the NFL right now? Dick Lynch, Campbell, 9-11, all terrible. Boy, it's just, it's just hard. It, it's <laughs> – he, he he he's look if he's looking at the NFL right now he, he he's looking at a he's looking at a league that he just maybe saw the traces of it beginning to emerge in the middle 1960s his last year was 64 but i i don't think i don't think any of those i don't think any of those guys would have any clue as to, as to what the game uh, has 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 become uh, has become today. It is as different from the late fifties, early sixties as night is different uh, from day. And, and the and, main and I also, difference. I also wanted to mention. I also wanted to mention that he, he, Dick Lynch was a cornerback, and one of the reasons that he was so good as a cornerback, apart from just being good, was that he had playing behind him. He had the, he had the greatest uh, free safety uh, of that era. Uh, plan and it wasn't the Cardinals Larry Wilson he was very good but the Giants Jim Patton number 20 from Ole Miss uh, was the greatest free safety of that whole of that whole era from the 56 57 until the middle of the uh, until the middle of the 60s Jim Patton had no equal and he made he he made Dick Lynch's life easy Uh, Dick Lynch scored seven touchdowns in his career off of 37 interceptions. He took seven of his 37 interceptions in the end zone for touchdowns. But tomorrow is the day. I don't want want to turn this into a New York Giants day because Dick Lynch played for Notre Dame. And I I want to say this, too, that at the end of the game, just to show you what a different world it was, at the end of the game, the game was played in Norman, Oklahoma. At the end of the game. We've got to wrap it up quick. The crowd, 60,000, stood up and gave Notre Dame a standing ovation in Norman, Oklahoma. Thank you all for taking my call. Good show. Absolutely, That's good good stuff. We're going to have to immediately move into our next caller without hitting any any other stuff we got planned here. Let's bring on the next caller. What's your name and what's it about? I was just calling to see if we can talk about anything to do with sports. Uh, I got sleepy Whoa! in the last segment. Could, could we maybe, could we maybe, uh, maybe shift to yeah. present day? 
Everything in history has to do with what's going on now in present day as much as our, uh, what do you call it, our uh, cultural uh, climate likes to decline about. But yes, what do we have here? What do we that got? sounds a lot like what Jamel says. Everybody stop for a second. Everybody stop. Hey, caller. Bring a blitz, dude. I'm over here pumped up. I'm ready for the show. I got like nine points I'm just going to drop right down KB's freaking throat, bro. And I'm ready for it, man. So what are you bringing the blitz about? Bring it. Tell me what's up, Hey, man. Dude. I want to say this, uh, I, I, this whole Tyrod Taylor thing, man. I think that's the most unreal situation in the NFL right now. It makes no sense. How are you going to bench your, your starter and you're going to go from there? It makes no sense to me just to go with some guy from college. I get trying to see where you go and everything else, maybe get a spark. Well, Buffalo makes no sense. But, I mean, still, that must be the most ridiculous thing in the world. I could agree with that. Uh, Tyrod Taylor has been playing not great. I know he's only averaging six yards in a ten, but that kind of also goes on the offensive coordinator. And I have no idea who the, the quarterback is that's coming in, But the, which is all stemming back to my point. I was trying to start the show with, of who are these people that are playing quarterback in the NFL? This is like the Canadian Football League. It makes no sense to me at all that these scrub no-names are the guys that are running it and making it less entertaining to watch the game week in and week out because no one knows who's playing. These are not marquee matchups. Deshaun Watson was one of the highlights of the league, and he's out. And now i got to watch Tom Savage play Brock No, 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 I'm not, I'm not <laughs> watching this shit. It sucks, dude. It's just boring. There's like literally two games to watch. And the Tyrod Taylor thing is, I, I'm going to look up. I, I wish we had a producer right now that could actually. Well, I'm going to jump in right there because I got to say, a lot of this has to do, Johnny, with what the NFL players signed up for. And that is to play more games and practice less. So everybody's wondering why these backups are no good and why the NFL's uh, top-of-the-line players' injuries are so significant. But what it yeah, comes you down can't to, say man. Backups are no good. Look at Case no, Keenum. They're, look at they're Sam no Bradford. good. He was a bad they're backup. No good. Look at look, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett hasn't been good. The the NFL players and the NFL got this deal wrong when they signed the most recent CBA. They eliminated practicing and added Thursday night football in. You got to take Thursday night football out and let these guys practice. My prime example is Chaz Green trying to protect Dak Prescott against Adrian Claiborne. They don't even – Best thing I've ever seen. Dude, the coaches don't even have any idea what's going on because they don't practice enough. They don't have any idea how to even get this guy any help because they have no idea how to do anything except run the seven plays that work with Ezekiel Elliott in pass protection. It comes back down to the CBA, and you get all these players complaining – about Thursday night football, and you get all these fans like E. Fain complaining about the quality of football. And I just want to remind everybody that this is what the Players Union and the owners signed up for. This is what Roger Goodell is the man. He's He is the best condition, conditioner. He is the best commissioner the league has ever had if he can get this kind of deal signed. And that's why you're seeing the lack of quality in play. And it's so it's so evident, and everybody is so uh, – what's the right word? Everybody's so naive about this, Johnny. I got to say, I disagree with you with the backups. I mean, Case Keenum and Jacoby Brissett have been pretty damn good this year for 
for being scrubs oh, and backups. I'm not talking about quarterbacks. I'm talking about the left tackle backup for the Dallas yeah. Cowboys. He's split. Yeah, but I don't mind split. that at all. I want to see Dak Bro, Prescott he, die on that field. Yeah, well, that's okay. That's because you're an anti-Cowboys fan. I happen to be a Giants fan. I'm also an anti-Cowboys fan. But I have to look at all this stuff objectively. Listen, this dude last thing, ha- has last gotten thing I say. This, this thing. This guy has gotten. He's splitting reps with the third tackle while Tyron Smith is owning all the reps. And, and they're not – the coaches aren't even smart enough to get him some help because they haven't had any time to evaluate the talent because they haven't seen anybody practice yet. It's as much so as I'd like clear. to ask you – as much as I'd like to ask you how you feel about John Fox's uh, review on the, the touchdown, I'd rather ask you to, and then I'm going to top off, what do you guys think of uh, old Colin Kaepernick being GQ Citizen of the Year? That's got to hurt there. All right, hopping off. Hopped off in a bad way. Man. Uh, yeah, no, he's a great he, guy, man. Uh, Black Panther is what's, amazing. Uh, wait. Do an article. No, hang on. No, no, no. no. You stop. No, 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 you, no, no, no. you get popped on that, Eddie Fain. Unless you can answer this question. What in the fuck is GQ? What does it stand for? No, what is it? What? I don't know, gentleman's quality. Maybe that would be the best one. I get. It's a magazine, dude. Come on, bro. Come on, Beck. I know you don't tie your shoes, bro, but, you know, it's like fashion for dudes that are out there trying to get laid and doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's a cool magazine. Are, so it's not you're really telling me, Eddie, Eddie, you're telling me that people are complaining about the NFL but also reading GQ magazine? That's that's contradictory on all the NFL fans right there. So you're a man. You like the NFL, but you also read GQ magazine? Nah, dude, you ain't a man. <laughs> In fact, if you keep muting me one more time, I'm about to just jump through this phone line and just strangle you, dude. If I hear mute one more time in my headphones because you're running the show tonight, I'm going to kill you, I'm right dude. about that. You're you can't complain no, about GQ magazine. GQ magazine. You can't complain GQ about magazine. GQ magazine. You're going to you get muted again. You're gonna get muted again. Oh you can't God. get you can't complain about GQ magazine man of the year and and try and test your manhood on picking up the blitz. Who pays attention to GQ magazine? What I is that? Just because you're out in Virginia out there, you know, at the horse farms no, doing whatever dude, it is that you're doing. I even, does not I give, mean I give, I give I think you're not catching up with the rest of the world. The rest of the I world reads GQ magazine. news the time of day sometimes, but I could not tell you what GQ <laughs> magazine is. I mean, I wouldn't expect you to, but that doesn't mean that you can just shit on anyone's manhood for reading GQ. Any, I mean, anyway, so, anyway. A lot of people read GQ. That's why this was such a big deal that they put this story out, but there was no interview with Colin Kaepernick. It was just his picture. He declined to do an interview. So all he wanted to do was do the Black Panther look, which is not racist. I'm just telling you what that is. He purposely rocked the fro. He purposely rocked the long black turtleneck to look more Black Panther-esque. But didn't even, bro, at least tell us how you feel, dude. At least break the silence and say something, man. But no, I'm calling. I don't feel like doing an interview. I'll just, I'll take the, my face on the on the. He hasn't of said a word cool. this entire time. For the most outspoken guy, the G... Q, the gender equality guy of the year, whatever he is, 
He hasn't said a word the whole time. He's made no case for anything because he doesn't even understand the own political platform that he's protesting for. Yeah, and it's not many ridiculous. do. Not many do. It's, not it's many ridiculous. Do. Not we got another. We got another call on the line. Let's let him bring the Yo, blitz bring on. Bring him on too. If you mute me again, you're done for, buddy. Nah, bring him on. Caller, no, what's going on, fellas? Telling you. Yeah, what we, what we got? got here? So, little little quick thing here, KB. I know you don't look at GQ probably because you're dressing in your mom's uh, potato sacks over there. But let's talk about this. <laughs> Whether or not you read GQ, you can't avoid it because it has Colin Kaepernick on it. And he, anytime he shows up anywhere, it's shoved down your throat, even though the guy. Boom. Well, he oh, was gone real gone. quick because. Oh, uh... You got off. I'm terrible with these controls. Should we let him back? Should we let him back? He, yeah, yeah, we'll let him back. Let him back dude. Bring his anyways, before KB Sealy's <laughs> got hurt, Hell I'm just yeah, letting you know. Like anytime Kaepernick sack, comes on anything, you hear him. Any anytime anytime he comes on anything you hear him even though the guy's yeah, the most irrelevant person in that's sports. That's because of a weak ass American. Yeah, but absolutely. But what are you? I mean, what are you going to do if you you? How do you not know what GQ is be, just because Colin Kaepernick's face is pasted on it, even though the guy hasn't said GQ a word in sixteen with, months? Um, I can't even think of anything that stands hey, caller, with GQ. What does GQ stand for? What does it stand for? Gentlemen's quality. What, what does it stand for? Gender quality, I think. Gender quality, according to KB. G- gender qualification. <laughs> I think it stands for gender know. qualification. We'll, we'll to We're going to move on hey, to our next is... caller. What's your, what's your name and what do you want to bring the Blitz about? Oh, we lost him. We got the pro GQ guy. We got the pro gender qualifications guy here still on the line. Thank God. Continue your point. Is this me? Like I guess. It. Oh man, it's your boy. Uh, it's your boy from college. I thought uh, you were the same caller. What did you just hit puberty after the gender qualification <laughs> caller? No, hey, I just wanted to tell you guys um, just how much superior the college game is to NFL right now. And all you have to do is get past season, man. Oh no! Oh, oh no. I'm back, baby. <laughs> no, but look at what happened this weekend. You had Miami just crush Notre Dame, one of the top three teams. Oh. You had Auburn crush Georgia, the number one team. Week in, week out, it's a more exciting, better product. And to go back on Eddie's point, who the fuck are these quarterbacks in the NFL, man? It's just a bunch of scrub names. And, you know, why do I want to sit around and waste my whole Sunday? Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Cam Newton, and Alex Smith. Okay, but also look at what Tom Savage, the dude that got – is replacing Tyrod Taylor, whatever that loser's name is. Like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I feel like college is and, more fun and wait, right stop, now. Stop, stop, stop. Everybody stop for one second. Caller, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. We're going to try and bring a little bit of structure back to this page before we completely sorry, lose it before a commercial break. No, no everybody's going off the rails. Listen, I know. Hang on. Just let me stop. For one, just stop for one second. Caller, what you're saying is absolutely right. You just dropped two names. Go through the list. Literally look at everybody. And then look at the guys that used to be something that really aren't anymore besides a name, i.e. Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger. It, it's just Agreed. that the product is slowly declining. And when you look on the other side of the spectrum of what your first original point was, 
the college product is so much more entertaining. Like you, you get these. Hold on, like I gotta put Ethan on mute. I gotta put Ethan on mute because I just Google search. <laughs> I just Google search GQ magazine and like fifteen things come up, and it's all Colin Kaepernick. You don't think that was a little uh, publicity grab by them? You it don't think that there was, was. another better? You don't think there was another better individual that could have gotten like a GQ Man of the Year? You don't think there was one person out there that actually did something instead of saying that there was uh, that there was uh, police on black crime going on? Do you, don't you think there was somebody else that actually made a difference? There was somebody that actually made a difference that deserved it instead of a dude that can't get his job done playing football where he clearly has the talent to do it, but just decide not to and fight on this fake-ass political front instead of just doing what he's, uh, what uh, God gifted him to do and concentrate on that. But they give this guy the man of the year? What about Eric Reed, like two years ago, the Kansas City Chiefs safety who beat cancer? What about what about dudes like that? This guy gets the. I know it's a little off subject, but I just had to throw that out there. Fifteen. It's on subject. It, it listen. It's on subject, man. It's on subject. Well, it, it, that, hey, circle true. back. Didn't JJ Watt raise forty million dollars for the hurricane victims, and he didn't win yeah, like thirty-nine he, million dollars? He's not GQ Man of the Year or G. Whatever it is, there's a business selling that? magazines though, and Ka- Kaepernick on the front sells more magazines and creates more publicity than JJ. But Bob. no, but wait, Coop, hang on a second though. Does he sell more, or did that just piss off so many subscribers that all of a sudden That's they're true. not going to look at that magazine anymore? Now, what's got it's you so guys talking about though? It's got us it's talking got about us it. Talking so about it, but in the long run, does that hurt or help the, the company? I mean, think about that. Uh, a lot of people feel very strongly against. Especially that particular Very image that they, yep. that they posterize on their front cover. And a lot of people that have been dealing with hurricanes, storms, and all that shit know that J.J. Watt obviously did We're just really coming off of Veterans thing. Day, too. We're just coming off of and Veterans Day, too, when they announced that. That face is still there. Still there. It's That's still a good point. And you notice with Veterans Day too that what was it? Only two or three people kneeled during Veterans Day, like during that. I mean, not not, not many players Every, kneeled. So it's kind of a everybody but three guys. Everybody yeah. but three guys bailed on Kaepernick's facade. To take a word out of Eddie's vocabulary, facade of a protest, straight facade that flipped all of these. Fake believers that will buy into anything. Oh, the police, they're killing everybody. No, 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 they're not. They're actually out there protecting you, dog. And there's statistics behind it that prove it. Don't uh, commit crimes. You won't get in trouble with the cops, and you won't be in positions. Like, don't don't carry guns without a concealed, uh, a concealed license to carry them, and you'll be fine. Cooperate, you're fine. Please don't kill people. Crime does. Is that is that not the most simple thing in the world to figure out? Just like in the NFL, we need more practices to increase the quality of play. That's it's not thing, hard, man. everybody. It's so Political simple. Political from the potato sack himself, man. I love it, dude. Just dropping knowledge over here, man. Hey, guys, I'm going to punch out, but I'm keeping on listening, guys, okay? 
Uh, wait, 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 like, Coop, Coop, before you go. Hey, Coop, before you go, who I got to get your top four in the uh, in the playoffs here? Um, So it would be Alabama number one, but they've been injured on defense, so I could see them maybe slipping up. I could easily see them losing to Georgia in the SEC championship, but I think they're in regardless. Um. You know, that's another big thing, too, Miami-Clemson, because they're in the same conference. Those two could cancel each other out. Um, I think the yeah. big thing, though, is if Wisconsin wins and goes undefeated, you can't not have them in because they might be one of the or the only undefeated team. And if they beat an Ohio State or somebody in the Big Ten championship, um, I, I'd say they're in. Um, but I'd probably say Alabama, Miami, Clemson and probably Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's pretty good. I, I, they got a really good quarterback with Baker Mayfield. I think they could do some damage. So probably those four, I'd say. Hey, not in that order, group, but I I agree with all of those being in, and I think those yeah. are going to be teams that are in. Yeah, real I think quick, so though. too. I, I honestly, I mean, my favorite right now, I could see Oklahoma winning it, but yeah. you got to just go with Alabama. They're they're year in year out the best, and Clemson's not as good as they were last year, I don't think, but. Alabama just keeps reloading, and I think just talent-wise, they, they can pretty much beat anybody. So. Back to your original point, your original uh, issue, your original uh, statement from your call here, Coop. Uh, the college game, which I was just trying to say before we got into this freaking Kaepernick, which we tried to avoid for a month, <laughs> is, is right now, if you watch football on Saturday compared to watching football on Sunday, you're watching better games. You're watching harder yeah. players. You're watching guys that are trying. You're watching effort. You're nah, watching more. No, you're not. No, 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 no. And no, no, no. You better just stop for one second, Beck. And then you look at Alabama almost getting knocked off by what was the Mississippi State game. Mississippi State, yeah, You look at that Miami game. game. You look at this turnover chain, which I know is the, the number one talk in the in the okay, uh, Mississippi State world right now. But let me tell you decision. something. Let me tell you something. That turnover chain is one of the most genius things I've seen implemented into a defensive system ever because that gets the kids going. That gets the people going. That fires them up. And that freaking stadium was so on edge for one turnover. The second that first one happened, it blew up. And I'm not a Hurricanes fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm a Gators fan. I'm not a Hurricanes fan. Genius move. Genius move. Got the place riled up in that environment on Saturday night for Miami to come in and smoke Notre Dame was amazing. And that is why college football at this particular point in time is surpassing the NFL, buddy. I would agree with you. Thanks for the call. So, anyways, guys, I'm punching out. Um, keep up the great work, man. I love what you listen to you guys at work and everything. Hell yeah. This is KB from Pick'em to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings too. And no need to drink and drive to get there, our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. 
you make sure you call Raj from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dogs got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor. And you hear what KB and Ethan are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hi, this is Guy. Hey, man. Tell you sometimes bad. What are you oh, doing, are you saying? Good. Yeah, we're not even here. Why don't you, why don't you pull your jet? Fire me up in the green room. You listen to that beat button, like, too seriously. You gotta have some more, uh, you gotta deal with some timing issues there. Man, God, we've been doing this show for over a year now. We've been doing this yeah, longer well. than GQ's been doing damn magazine. That's who what I'm saying. Knows, you can't fire me up. Who who knows what the GQ magazine even is? Who knows what it's about? I have no idea what the GQ magazine is. How can you be man of the year by the GQ magazine? That's just outrageous to me. Man of the year by the GQ magazine. And people paid attention to that? People wanted to, to congratulate it. him for that? People wanted to say, oh, well, you were the GQ man of the year. What does that mean? What does that mean? Does it get a does it get a gold medal of honor? Does it get a purple heart? No. He's disrespected all of our military veterans through and through. And then try to stab him in the back by acting like he didn't. Dude's a fraud the entire time. He was a fraud as a quarterback. Jim Harbaugh made the dude, took him to a Super Bowl, and he couldn't complete the final pass to Michael Crabtree. Couldn't do it. He didn't even look for another option. He didn't. He didn't, and Harbaugh took him as far as anybody could. That was the level of his talents. Harbaugh exceeded the level of his talents, and I'm done with it. And they bring him back in a GQ magazine? I don't even know what a GQ magazine is. You got to be kidding me that people even still read magazines. We have the well, that, that last statement was probably your best point that you've made in your entire rant uh, in the first part of the show during the commercial break on your freaking rant that you got me good and fired up about. And then there it is. Does anyone even still read magazines? Because I didn't see it on the cover at a bookstore. I saw it on the Internet because everybody's freaking out about it. But guess what? GQ, GQ, two letters that are popping in your head one way or another, whether you like it or not. And guess whose freaking face is still here week 11 without playing in the NFL? Colin Kaepernick, man. I cannot wait for this this subject to be done. Yeah, and he's on the GQ magazine. He's on the GQ magazine, which will continue to have us questioning his gender quality. Wally does his protest about, joke, about, about police brutality. It, it's, just, it's just one of, these things, it's one of these things where these people want to nitpick and nitpick and nitpick and nitpick. When it doesn't have anything to do with sports, it doesn't have anything to do with your life, but you still care. 
you still care for some reason. Nobody hey, knows you know what, what reason you care. You and me, we're I'll people. We, we drink, we drink beers about it. We, we I don't crack care. a bottle of Jack Daniels. I crack a bottle of Jack Daniels. I put on freaking um some Lil Wayne, dude. And then I just I say, hey Facebook, mm, and I say, I'm not playing your game. I'm not getting on there. <laughs> You also rap some really terrible music too. Let's not forget about that. But it's not nearly as bad as Kaepernick was rapping. But let's turn it over like we did before to the turnover chain. Is Miami officially the U again? Because the turnover chain is saying they they are Eddie, and they that turnover chain has got me believing that they are too. They're not. Uh, that's a, like I said. That, that's one of the greatest things that anybody could have ever uh, put into the system. It's phenomenal. It's got these kids fired up, and it's got them playing so hard just to get that chain on their neck at on the sidelines and fire up the whole crowd. And it's got all the fan base so fired up. But you still have to account for a lackluster offense. I mean, I, I understand that this is a great thing, and a lot of other programs are trying to copy it because it works. But Miami being back to the U that they were needs more talent. And although the defense is stacked with a bunch of guys that are, that are going to be going uh, into the NFL, I mean, literally, you could almost look at every single player on that on that defensive uh, line, second to every – on the whole defense. Basically, every guy is going to go into the NFL. I mean, maybe with the exception of one or two. But the offense is, is terrible. And I also think that after that win, it felt to the Miami fans, to the Hurricane fans, like they just won the championship – I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw a loss to Virginia coming up this week in Miami. That was great and everything. It was a cute thing that the 9-0 and was very nice, 10-0, whatever they are now. But it's going to come wow. to an end very fast. I, I don't think we're going to see Miami in the college football playoff when it's all said and done, to be honest with you. I, and I know yes. that's going to hurt a lot of fans, and I know it sounds like a traitor coming from South Florida here, but uh, I'm just telling you what I see. Uh, Rozier is not the real deal. Uh, the offense is stagnant. At best, uh, they got one uh, top name receiver that's going to go to the NFL, and other than that, you're looking at a, really a bunch of nothing. So I got to disagree when you guys were doing the uh, the ranking system of the top four that you think are going to make it to the playoffs. I think you can leave Miami out and um, put somebody else in. Yes, yes. Now while we're on that subject, we do want to know Eddie Fane's pick to win the national championship of college collegiate Easy. football this year. You ever bet against Alabama? I learned not to do that a long time ago. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide will be winning the national championship again. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I'd rather bet with those odds of Alabama, which I've got to say is probably 70-30 right now, as opposed to anybody else. In a college football season where we thought that Georgia was so high and mighty and Auburn just basically made them look like their little bitch and that they really are. And no one really knows what, what – who no one knows who's good in college or pro, but – it seems that the only team that's always there, no matter what, is Nick Saban and Alabama. I mean, every year, year in and year out, never fails. It never fails. It's tactics. It's, it's there every year. And, I mean, that's just what it is, man. Are we going to talk? What, what else you got, Beck? You don't agree with that? Who would you be picking? Uh, oh. Oh. College football-wise? College football-wise? Yeah, that's the question. You I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the uh, the playmaker Bayfield bandwagon, bro. He's not that good, though. Don't they have they got what one loss or two losses? 
I don't know. But we're going to commercial break, and we're going to get Super Bowl picks on Again? the opposite side. On the opposite side. KB from to the Blitz with KB and E-Fane. E-Fane and I pick up a lot of our NBA material from PrimeCombine.com. It's a lifestyle blog that features current articles on sports, entertainment, and lifestyle topics. If you're tired of scrolling through your news feed just like me and seeing a bunch of garbage, you got to go check out PrimeCombine.com. It's updated daily, and I guarantee you, you will find something that interests you. Again, that is PrimeCombine.com. Picking up the Blitz with KB and E-Fane is brought to you by the Near Food Mart on 1856 Valley Avenue, right across the street from the Premier Ford dealership. Near Food Mart is famous in Winchester for their Cajun-style crispy, crunchy fried chicken. Not only does Near Food Mart have the best fried chicken in town, they got the best wings, too. And no need to drink and drive to get there. Our good friend of the show, Roz, will deliver the chicken and booze right to you. You make sure you call Roz from the Near Food Mart at 540-450-8107. Find the Near Food Mart on Facebook, too. Wild Dog Hot Sauce is a Caribbean-influenced hot sauce that will enhance and complement the flavor of almost any dish. Use it often and enjoy. It's addictive. It'll get you lit. Mild, mango, and kiwi, Wild Dog's got what you need. Email wilddoghotsauce at gmail.com for your first bottle of that bold flavor, and you'll know what KB and e are talking about with their bold Wild Dog Picks of the Week every week here on Picking Up the Blitz. Hey, you're back inside Picking Up the Blitz with Kyle Beck and Eddie Fane. You're on board with the best show you could ever ask for. That's how we roll, and we got a hit of a subject that you might know about, might be excited to talk about. Get in on the action at 267-521-0153. Find us on the Facebook page, Picking Up the Blitz. Find us on iTunes if you missed the show, Picking Up the Blitz. Eddie Fain, I know you've always hated this cat. His name's Grayson Allen. I've always loved him. I've loved his tenacity. I've loved his tripping ability. How are you feeling about this cat a couple games into the well, season? Listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. Not even a couple games. I thought last night was the opener, to be honest with you. Um, All right. Well, before you, get, before you get started, we've got another call on the line. Let's go to him. It's a caller-driven show. Caller, it's a caller-driven show. Picking up the blitz, and you're in. Bring your blitz, what's, dog. What's going on, boys? Biggest Duke fan you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Timing boy. must be everything with this cat. Timing must you know be everything it. with this cat. Because we're just discussing the importance of my favorite cat in college basketball, Dave Tripper, Grayson Allen. Oh, boys. Come on. Let's let the past be the past. This kid's going to be the best player this year in college basketball, hands down. Yeah, why? 37 so, points last night. Pretty impressive. Yeah, he, um, he he's doing he's doing well. I think he got over his little tripping uh, his little tripping escapade. But, hey, man, this dude is uh, this dude's a stud. He's, um, I mean, 
he stayed at Duke. I mean, he he probably if he would have put into the draft, he probably would have been in the NBA by now. But he's um he's actually a good kid. I think he got a bad rap, but you know what? I like that about him. He's a villain, but he's a villain that's going to take it to the hole every time. He can shoot. He can he can drive. He can dunk. So I don't know I don't know much more what you're going to say about this kid other than that he's just an awesome basketball player. What do you mean he can Dang. dunk? What's that? What do you mean he can dunk? Have you ever seen him kick and jump out of the freaking gym? I've never seen him, like, plaster somebody on the rim. Uh, go and look at highlights of Grayson Allen dunking in college basketball. Yeah, it'll, you just need to do a little research I'll, there, I'll old Becker. I'm biggest fan, but they're not, like, incredible dunks. He doesn't elevate above the rim. He's a fairly athletic guy. He's a tough cat. Oh, he, God. This he played, conversation's going to go nowhere fast, bro. I hope I'm not on mute because <laughs> i got to cut this off, dude. Jeez, so yeah, people I'm go gonna, back I'm and forth. Put, I'm going to put myself argument, on like, Freshman year. Look, Pat, Scarborough, here's the question for you, man. How good is the rest of the Duke squad this year? Because they looked okay last night, but Grayson Allen did save the night. How good is this well, team? I know you're going to predict them to win the championship, as you probably do most of the time. And, hey, man, I don't blame you for it. They're always a good squad. How good are they, though? What are some of the uh, other role players, and how much of a role are they going to play? Let's just say the top three freshmen that came into Duke, uh, it was between them and Kentucky, and all three of them chose to go to Duke. Uh, we've had the top recruiting class last year, this year, and next year. We already have the top three recruits coming in next year. But talking about this year um, – we have we have some growth, you know. It's a great thing that that Grayson Allen is a senior and he's kind of uh, he's heading the way. I don't know if you guys remember Quinn Cook, but back when Quinn Cook won a national championship, he was the only senior on the team. Now we have a guy that is much better than Quinn Cook leading the team. Um, not to mention we have Marvin Bagley the third, who is is just unbelievable. He was the number one overall draft pick this year. Um, who, he's the guy that got poked in the eye last yeah, night. Uh, how about that? <laughs> so uh, we're really good. We we're the biggest we're the biggest team that we that Coach K really has ever had. Uh, we're we're now playing a two three zone all the time, which the which the Blue Devils never are a two three zone team. Um, so they're able to spread the they're able to spread the court, get the offensive and defensive rebounds, and still have that shooting ability between. Uh, Trent Jr. and Grayson Allen, man, we're we're stacked. But and not to mention, we have the best coach in the world coaching the team. So um, well, as as far as as far as talent is concerned, I mean, it's that's hands down. We're probably the best talented team in the in the nation. But you know how it is. Um, it, it's all about how it, how the team plays together and and what happens at the end. So I would like to say that we'd win a national championship. We definitely have the talent for it, but. Um, you know, there, there's a lot that can happen from now until uh, championship time. Absolutely, absolutely. And last question for you before we move on to whatever else Beck has planned in this uh, ridiculous show that he is producing. Um, my last question <laughs> is, hey, Pat, what the hell does GQ stand for? And you ever read one of those things? GQ? The GQ magazine. What does it stand for? And Beck seems to think that any man that reads GQ is the softest man and shouldn't even watch NFL football. He also just fell out of his potato sack on that on that other side of the microphone. Are we talking about Colin Kaepernick? Well, well, we we we're not talking about him anymore. But I'm asking you. You're you talking about the money grab, 
GQ was <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. And he knew Colin GQ Kaepernick. No Let him answer me. the question. What does it stand for? Uh, what does it stand I, for? I I I don't know. I don't know. GQ, I just always thought it meant like <laughs> no, you're GQ, no, isn't that like if you're GQ fresh, like you're like I don't know. Yeah, GQ you're GQ for. but it has to Char- be Char- Charborough Char- tried to make Gentleman quality or something. Gentleman well, well, quality think... gender qualification. Gender qualification. God, are you? Please don't turn this show into a politically correct show because I'll I'm about, I'll, I'll get you kicked off the air real quick. Well, what air? We're on like on the, the internet. Air. Don't worry. Right. Don't worry. We, that's our that boy. That's our goal every night, man. If we if we don't <laughs> have somebody trying to kick us off the air, we're not doing our jobs right, man. Just like GQ by getting Colin Kaepernick on this thing. To raise publicity for their dying magazine, dying print print media. Who reads print media anymore? It's embarrassing for them that they even have to do this. It, it, it's it's crazy that the what is it, what is it uh, GQ? What are they named? Colin Kaepernick, like Citizen of the Year. It's the first time uh, I think a Citizen of the Year award has been handed out to an unemployed human being. So. I don't know. I mean, oh, this is it from our producer. Uh-huh. Gentlemen uh-huh. Quarterly. Gentlemen's yeah. Quarterly. Okay. Okay. Well, I won't be reading that magazine. GQ is like a, a department of men's warehouse where you like model suits. Or something for people to buy. Hey, Pat, yeah. you're so dead wrong on this, though, dude. Because I, I, I'm going to guarantee that 80 percent of the men, male population disagrees with you on this one. It has read GQ, and they all read GQ, and they all care about it, and they all think GQ is like the greatest thing in the world. Pat, no, have you ever read no. a GQ? Pat, have you ever read a GQ? Pat, have you ever read a GQ? Yes, you have. Absolutely not. No, no. I'm out oh, of you're so holy shit, dude. Now you I mean, two I are both just so. lying for your because I, I, I know do. you have. It's not something that yeah. I've, like, gone out of my way to read. If I did, it was because no, I was taking I got, a shit and it was the only thing I had to read. I think me, I think me and Scarborough, Pat Scarborough here, are of our own style here. And we're of our own style. So we don't need GQ to dress us every morning. We got another caller on the line. Stay live, Pat. What's your name and what do you want to bring the Blitz about? <laughs> my name is Paul, and I want to say that... Uh, Eddie Fane's one of the greatest rappers I've ever heard. And for you to oh, despair hey. about me and like that. He's already muted. He's already muted. Now we'll bring it back. Represents the 305. Oh, you were still talking. You clearly didn't hear the mute thing. So we're going to mute you again. Unless you have something to say right here, right now. Paul Wall, what you got? E-Fan was the turnover chain before 305 had one. Oh, no. Oh, baby. That. Everybody take that in. Everybody take, 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 take. All right, we got to get into I locked am- and loaded picks of the week. Scarborough, we got to let you go, buddy. What's up, Paul? Later, boys. Hell, yeah. Hey, you the man, right, Patty man. Boy. Later, Paul. Hey, come down and see me. You're the man, 45 boy. minutes away. Hey, I'll be down there to see you. Let's get it live, jive, in charge, and everything about 
getting it right right here on Pick Up the Blitz. Eddie Fan, I got five games picked out, man. I guess we'll just go I was with five and zero last one. week. Five yeah. and zero last week. They All right, I will. Me, bro. Oh yeah, we'll see how you do this week, man. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's turn it up a little bit. Let's turn it up a little bit. How much time we got? We're doing all right. It's hard to judge everything. Man, I'm going to... Who knows? We're going we're gonna to hire a new producer, man. I'll tell you that. Man. Should we still get Matt Money his job back here Just after he's done his... Uh, Just read the we... game. Let's go. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. <laughs> Tennessee plus seven and a half. Tennessee. Yeah, alright. Tampa Bay. Is that an agreement? At Miami. Miami Tampa minus Bay. two and a half. Tampa Bay. You take the Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. Alright, alright, alright. You want to hear the one I erased out? Let's do the one I erased out. I did not pick this game. LA Rams plus two and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I see why you raised it. That's Case hard comes one. Back down to earth. Case Keenan comes back down to earth. Jared Goff, not what I, you think he is. I still stick I, by those guns, but I'll go LA. I just picked, LA Rams are I a just, good team. I just picked Keenum up on my fantasy team. I need him for one week. Don't tell me that. Well, I got him, too. Hope you're, I hope but, you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. Okay. okay. Denver, minus two and a half, hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Denver. Well, I don't like that one either, dude. Dalton versus Osweiler. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm telling you about quarterback. Dalton versus Osweiler. Who wants to watch that shit? Nobody. No one wants to watch that game. That's awful. That sounds terrible. Give me Manning versus freaking Manning, and I'll watch that shit. But I'm not watching Dalton Osweiler. Yeah, but you're still bet on it, man. And you know Denver's going to hold down a three-point lead. Denver. You know Denver's either Denver's either gonna get blown Home down, advantage. blown out, or hold the three point lead on that. Alright, let's move on. Oh, let's yeah. keep it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. Hey. Alright. This is a big one, man. Philadelphia minus three and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Philadelphia. Easy. Not even a question. Well, I'm taking Dallas, man. Dude, Dallas right just Dallas Dallas just got him. What are you watching? Give us an update on that. Yeah, we got the Wizards Heat game on uh, 28-19 Wizards. Uh, dude, John Wall. All right, all right, all right, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Atlanta plus three and a half Gators? at Seattle. Who was it? What was it? Atlanta plus three and a half? Atlanta plus three and a half at Seattle on Monday night. Russell Wilson's still concussed. Monday night football. He's got the Monday night football. Put the coin. You go with Seattle. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back. And now, Game Ball is given out by your boy E Fane and Kyle Beck. Brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Go quick, Becker. Hey, buddy, I'm going to give my game ball out to Brad Stevens, man. After going 0-2, two opening losses, he's 13-0. And he hasn't looked back. Looks like that's pretty smart. You're just going out to RG3. What are you talking about? 
Now, RG3's on the show next week, so he gets the game ball. He's coming on next week. I uh, talked to him this weekend. He's my girlfriend's neighbor. He's going to be on the show. He's a good guy. We talked to shots and shoots. Game ball still goes at the Brad Stevens. I don't care if RG3's on the show at all. 13 in a row? Not that impressive. Kind of impressive. So much weird. Still more impressive than RG3.